So USC is 1-0 after they cooked rice 66-14. Yeah, you knew that corny intro was coming. But you know what else is coming up? A lot more information on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we're free. And I want to thank you for coming along for the ride on Traveler. Without you, this show means absolutely nothing, and I'm wasting my time. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And if you're not, and you're listening wherever you're downloading your podcast for free, hit me up on Twitter at Mark Culkin. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. There was a lot to like from the way USC opened up their season against Rice, opening up the Lincoln-Riley era. Uh, not a whole lot not to like. Maybe the uh, the oppressive heat. I think that's about it. Uh, there, there was a couple things, you know, there's a few things that the team's going to have to work in, obvi- work on, obviously. Um, but, you know, scoring 66 points, I mean, it's pretty good. Not bad for an opener. Yes, I know it was Rice, nevertheless. Um, we're going to talk about the game over the next couple of uh, episodes because there's just way too much to cover uh, in 30 minutes or less, uh, especially especially uh, the way the Trojans came out in this game, just to open up the Lincoln Riley era. Just a lot to go over. We're going to do our really best to uh, to cover every aspect of this game inside and out and offer some opinion as well. Uh, I think the heat really affected the the turnout. Uh, it was, as I mentioned just a second ago, it was, the heat was oppressive. It was so bad, I left my tailgate early. Uh, I typically don't walk away from food and I typically don't leave a tailgate early. That tells you how hot it was. Um, it, I wasn't feeling ill or anything, but I wasn't comfortable. I was sweating and I did not want to feel like that uh, when I had to work. So I had to remove myself and, and go put myself in a better weather environment. Yeah, that air, air conditioned press box felt really good. Not trying to rub it in, but hey, is what it is. Uh, they announced, it, it's funny, USC, um, when they announced uh, attendance, it, you kind of have to take their number like you would read the Kelly Blue Book. They inflate everything by approximately 20%. So if there were 61,100, I think they said 118 tickets distributed, I would say about 11,000 of those tickets that were distributed, um, they went unused. Uh, But I wouldn't anticipate an open seat uh, at the Coliseum in two weeks, Uh, especially the way Fresno's Red Wave travels. Um, Fresno, they have a really loyal fan base, and the weather is going to be much more comfortable for that 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Um, Now, 
USC is not going to score nine touchdowns and a field goal uh, when they travel Stanford for their next upcoming game. So let's get that, you know, let's just get that out of the way. However, um, if USC can match their 538 total yards of offense that they produced and get five or six touchdowns, I think that's going to be more than enough to get the job done uh, up on the farm against Stanford. Uh, Particularly if 30% of USC's touchdowns are going to come from the defensive side of the ball, we're going to get into that here very shortly. Uh, But let's just go over some real quick numbers to recap uh, how impressive USC looked in their game. At least when you're looking at the stat sheet and not the scoreboard, if you didn't watch the game, which I know um, if you don't have the Pac-12 network and you weren't at the Coliseum, you didn't get to watch the game. So USC's 66 points were its most scored in the game since winning at Washington State 69-0 to on October 18th, 2008. Um, 2008 was a very special year for USC. They had a defense that gave up less than 10 points per game. This season's defense isn't going to be that good. Their offense is going to be much better than the 2008 offense. They have the potential. That's for damn sure. Uh, The last time USC scored 66 points or more in a home game was when they beat UCLA 66-19 on December 3rd, 2005. Well, we know what happened in 2005. USC had a really good offense. And defense that got through the season, uh, they were really battered, um, especially at the end of the year. Injuries had just taken over. Um, and we won't go over what happened in that national championship game against Texas at the Rose Bowl. Uh, nevertheless, uh, and those 66 points are also the most scored by USC in a home opener since they scored 70 points versus Arkansas back in uh, 2005. Even though that was technically, you know, that was their second game of the season, it was still their home opener. So you can see there's a lot of uh, good things that happened in 2005 and 2008. Let's hope uh, we get a similar type of relationship uh, in 2022. USC scored on its first um, what, five. Okay, we're gonna let's just start here. They scored on their first possession of the season. It took them three minutes and forty-two seconds to go seventy-five yards in seven plays, and that culminated with a Caleb Williams uh, five-yard pass to Jordan Addison. So, on that drive, your uh, Heisman candidate Caleb Williams was four for four for sixty-four yards. He finished, um, he completed his first five passes of the game, of the of the game, and then he finished his day 19 for 22, so-so, right, <laughs> for 249 yards and two touchdowns. He also happened to lead the team in rushing with 68 yards. Uh, most of that came on one design play. I believe that went for 28 yards off the top of my head. Uh, I can go look that up, or if somebody wants to correct me, it was a design run, and uh, it went well. His 86.3 completion percentage was the best by a Trojan quarterback, 
with a minimum of 20 attempts since Matt Barkley had a 95.0 uh, completion percentage versus Colorado back October 20th, 2012. Not bad. So while he and the offense had a great day, um, the USC de defense had a had a great had just, they did everything they could uh, to steal the spotlight away from Caleb. They might not have stolen Caleb's shine, uh, but they did do a lot of stealing with four turnovers that included three pick sixes. And two of those came on back-to-back -back plays, uh, which was amazing. It literally had the Coliseum, the 50,000, and I'm being gratuitous, uh, up on their feet, and the, it was loud. Um how did the other primetime players do in, in their uh, in their Trojan debut? Let's see. So I mentioned Jordan Addison. He had a team leading five catches. Uh, he totaled 54 yards with two touchdowns. Nothing spectacular um, from Addison, but they didn't need him to be in this game. Uh, but they will need more from, from Addison. Uh, I, I think the bottom line here with this offense is – the, the offense is going to build off of itself. And when it's building itself up, um, it's just going to continue to get better throughout the season. So um, what you want to do while the offense is building itself up is you want to head over to uh, Built Bar. Have you, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to the new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating real cookie dough without the hassles of having to make it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff, you know, they, they like to tell you it's covered in chocolate a lot. It's 100% real chocolate. That means it's healthy and it's tasty, so they're good. Um, what's really great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. All right. As I mentioned, the team is still building, getting used to themselves. You know, it's the most unique roster ever assembled, according to Lincoln Riley. Uh, he's mentioned that multiple times, and I will continue to remind everybody until it's no longer the most unique roster. And uh, we'll stop using that here, I'd say, after game three. If I use it too much, remind me, say, hey, Mark, shut up. Anyways, um, 11 of USC's 22 starters on Saturday. They were making their first start as a Trojan. 
and nine of the new starters were transfers, including all three wide receivers. Um, they, the USC is going to have a, a really, really good wide receiver core this year. And I think they're also going to have a really, really good offensive line this year. But I do think uh, Lincoln Riley and Josh Henson have to figure out and decide who's going to be their starting left tackle. Now, um, I haven't verified these numbers, and they seem really off to me. I mean, really off. Uh, knowing that uh, both Cortland Ford and Bobby Haskins alternated um, offensive series the entire first half, and from my top of my head, I, I believe at least the first two series of the third quarter of the second half. So um, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus, um, they look, I'm not a big fan of theirs, but I'm going to run with this number. They said Cortland Ford had 40 snaps at left tackle to Bobby Haskins, eight. Something there just, that just doesn't add up when you look at the alternating series. Um Hey, if some if those numbers are correct, okay. And if that is correct, I think we know who the starting left tackle should be, right? Who did you think performed better? Um, from watching the game and trying to take notes, I, I don't think either did poorly. Um, there was a couple times where it looked like maybe they each got beat, but. Caleb was never under duress. He was sacked one time. And as long as the tackles can create a lane where Caleb has an escape route, whether that's wide or inside, that's enough. Um, you know, I've always been of the, of the school that, you know, when you count, if you can count to three Mississippis, you've given your quarterback ample time to locate a receiver downfield. After that, um, it's hard. Yeah, you want to continue to block, but you're asking a lot, especially with as athletic as defenses are today. And again, USC's defense showed a lot of a lot of athleticism on Saturday against Rice. Um, so, what, since we're going there now, uh, on the defense, uh, one of the areas that really um, it needs some work is going to be that Russian position, um, the production and get, the defensive line is going to be more consistent getting a uh, stopping the run game. They got gashed for a couple of big chunks. Um, but for the most part, they, they did okay. Uh, but that Russian position, um, Romelo height, he, uh, he got ejected, so he started the game. Obviously, he didn't finish it um, for targeting. So he uh, he missed the second. He missed the end of the first and all the second half of Rice. However, so he will be eligible to start the game against Stanford. What that meant was uh, Corey Foreman and Julian Simon saw significant time throughout the game. And then uh, Alex Grinch had to get a little creative, mixing and matching when those guys uh, you know needed a breather. Um, and when they went, I guess on a run run heavy, uh, they you know they substitute the rush end, uh, especially in certain in certain packages. Um, so um, the film's going to show that 
both of those guys played with great effort. Um, but it's also going to show that they didn't have a lot of production. So, again, Julian Simon is new to the position. Corey Foreman, again, they, they, he's playing with a lot of effort. He just has to learn how to not get sucked into the pile and be able to uh, scrape and shed and maintain that edge. Um, Because once he's able to do that, uh, the sky's the limit for this guy. He's going to be that number one defensive player that everyone anticipates Corey can be, uh, especially if he's healthy. So um, overall, the defense did really, really well. Uh, You know, Rice is is a lot like, you know, they're going to call them Stanford light. Um, they rushed for 146 yards and they won the time of possession to USC, uh, 32 minutes, 39 seconds, so 27 minutes, 21 seconds, I believe is the math. You can expect more of that from Stanford. Uh, they run a similar offense with better players and that could spell bad news on the road. Again, we'll see how this team, you know, comes together. Typically, when uh, teams go on the road, uh, they, they they tend to be more focused, more dialed in, and uh, that, that brotherhood can come together. Again, uh, new roster, uh, first time playing together. They'll be on the road for the first time. Things happen. Um, you get to know someone better when you're on the road. Um, we'll see. You know, it, it it took the defense a couple of series uh, to get their footing against Rice. Um, and, I mean, when Rice had the ball the first time, you know, it took them, they took 11 minutes off the clock. And uh, I think it was a 16-play drive, and it, finished, it culminated with a touchdown. It was impressive. Uh, they were converting third downs. Um, it reminded Everyone who was watching was like, all right, here we go again. We, we saw this. We, we saw this movie last year. And uh, it was happening again this year. But again, you, first drive, first time playing together, maybe a feeling out process. It got better. Trust me, it got better. The defense. Um, so. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley knew after that that he had that his defense was probably gassed, and he needed to give them a rest. So he made sure that the offense did their part. Um, and before they retook the lead, USA stretched out a nine-play drive, and this time it took four minutes. Their first scoring drive, seven minutes. Excuse me, seven plays, seventy-five yards. Um, a perfection of three minutes and 30 something seconds. So this time it took them almost four minutes, three minutes, 59 seconds to be precise. Um, so you figure with you know, timeout and everything, um, the defense was able to catch their breath and it worked because the, the next time out, uh, the defense, they forced a three and out. So good job. Lincoln Riley. Good job. USC offense. You helped. Overall, for the game, the defense surrendered 280 total yards of offense. That will get the job done every single time this year, period.
period. Uh, now, can they recreate a similar effort up on the farm against Stanford, who has a much better quarterback than Rice? Um, we'll find out. I Look, if anybody's anticipating USC getting, you know, scoring nine touchdowns and coming up with three pick sixes, get that out of your mind. That's not going to happen. However, USC can go up there and win this game. Looking very efficient on offense. And again, we're not looking for a great defense. We're looking for it. We're looking for a serviceable to good defense. And that will turn itself into a great defense by the end of the year as they learn to play together. We'll get into the matchup um, against Stanford during the week. Okay. So in this segment, before we get out of here on this episode of Locked on USC, uh, I want to go over the plays and players of the game, mostly the plays of the game, because uh, there was, it would be unfair to name just a one player of the game. Caleb did his part on offense without a doubt. He was. Uh, I went over those numbers with you. Um, if you want to give an offensive player of the game, let's give it to Caleb. He earned it. He looked fantastic. He's been worth every hype word that's been coming out from everybody. Uh, he showed what he was capable of doing. Well, we'll see what he's capable of doing on the road in this first game wearing Cardinal and gold. Um, I'll get into more of the individual stuff here in just a second. Uh, the backup, this is really important to me. This was maybe the play of the game, big picture. The backups played a lot and um, pretty much exclusively the entire fourth quarter. When was the last time that happened? I, 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 I don't know. I can't remember. I, I literally can't remember the last time that happened. I'm sure it might go back to one of those games with those stats that I uh, that I rattled off at the top of the show. Probably not. It was maybe more recent than that, but you get my point. Um, officially, now, the, the Trojans didn't punt for the game. I, I don't remember what happened, but I remember distinctly watching Aiden Dalton sleep, get out there for one punt later in the game. It wasn't a great punt. Um, it looked like he kind of flubbed it. First game jitters, who knows? According to the, the notes from USC, USC didn't punt for the game. I'll have to do a deeper dive into that. Um, the last time that, that didn't happen, though, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because USC will be playing Fresno State in a couple weeks. The last time USC did not have a punt attempt was August 30th, 2014, versus Fresno State. See in a couple weeks, Fresno's red wave. Um, Kalen Bullock had a 93-yard pick six, and that wasn't even his best play of the game. His best play of the game happened one play earlier to set up his 93-yard pick six return. It was amazing. Rice had a uh, at a running back. He was able to break away, and he ran for 55 yards. And he was headed for the end zone, and Kalen was able to chase him down and drag him down. 
Well, on the very next play, Caleb intercepted the pass, and he took it 97 yards to the house. Boom. Awesome play. Everyone's on their feet. USC got a defensive stop. Um, and we're thinking to ourselves, all right, wow. That was not that was unexpected. It happened a couple more times. Um <laughs> Shane Lee and Raylan Goforth did the exact same thing on back-to-back plays in the third quarter. And at that point, the game was essentially over before Zamarian Gordon could even get his, get the team's fourth interception. So four takeaways from the defense. I wanted a plus one and I would have been satisfied. So getting the uh, plus four, yes. No complaints. Uh, the last time USC had four interceptions in a game, that happened in 2017 against California. By the way, those three um, pick sixes ties a Pac-12 record. Not bad. Pretty good day for the defense. Like I said, USC put up 66 points as a team. 30% from the defense. It's amazing. Um, nine touchdowns, three of them from the defense. Rayleigh Brown. All right. Super fresh. Freshman. Freshman from modern day. Uh, he scored a touchdown, and then he struck the Heisman pose. Uh, nice 14-yard touchdown run. It came in the second quarter. Uh, he did have to leave the game later after he had a, I believe it was a 20-yard reception. Uh, late after the game, I did I did spy him with some ice wrapped around his ankle. And as he was getting on the team bus, he's wearing one of those walking boots. It didn't look too serious, uh, but someone did land on his uh, ankle when he, when he was tackled. Um, but he finished the game with uh, six carries, 36 yards, and he had two receptions for 40 yards. I'm going to make this uh, proclamation here. Hopefully someone's listening. If the number three jersey can be unretired and recognized um, from a, you know, by a Heisman winner, let's get in touch with Reggie Bush and ask him if Rayleigh can wear the number five. I mean, technically, that number shouldn't be retired, right? And I know... Uh, that would mean a lot to Ray Leak. Uh, if he stays healthy, he is going to win the Heisman at USC. You saw flashes of special when he was on the field. The way he, his elusiveness, the way he glides and makes a, makes defenders miss, and he runs with a toughness as well. And he's just a freshman. Watch out, USC might be back sooner than anybody wants them to be. Uh, my sentimental favorite play of the game, Solomon Tulia Pupu. Um, he played early, he played often, and he got a sack. It was freaking amazing. I want to use different language, but the show is for kids. Can't go there. Uh, according to USC, he played in his first game in his five-year career. That's not true again. Um, he, I distinctly remember him 
playing last year during a punt return. He was he was in there. One play. So whether or not I guess they consider that no act, I don't know. Technically he has one play under his belt, but he played a lot on Saturday. His first real action since he's been at USC. And uh, it was just it was fun to watch. After the game, if you got go to my Twitter feed, I've got some I got some really I caught a cool little five, ten second video of him coming off the field. It was awesome. Real visceral emotion. Good stuff. Uh, when Lincoln Riley released his week one depth chart, uh, there was one sort of surprise, and it was Dennis Lynch, place kicker. Last week, um, Lincoln Riley said that Dennis Lynch was probably the hardest working specialist he's ever coached. Well, Lynch worked hard on Saturday. <laughs> He was nine for nine on extra points and just for good measure, he chipped in a 25 yard field goal. So he had 12 points on the day. Not bad. He came up one extra point shy of tying a USC record of going 10 for 10. Um, that record was set by um, Mario Danello, rest in peace, young man, who set that record against Arkansas. I mentioned that earlier in the show when USC scored 70 points at home. SEC, clap, 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 clap. Anywho. Anyways, um, there's a lot more that I can go over. We're just out of time here for this show. Locked on USC will be back for another episode because we're here five days a week. So now that you're done with this, make sure you head on over. And I need you to check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview Um over there on YouTube. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. And then once you're done with that, you better get on over to wrsc.com. Got a lot of content written for you over there. Got my Sunday takeaway. I'm going to have my Monday morass. Chris Arledge has his musings, which, by the way, was freaking amazing. Um, Inside the Trojan Huddle, I'll be recording that this week. Eric McKinney, uh, complete rundown game coverage. And, of course, Scott Schrader's got some great film, video that he recorded from the game. And every bit of recruiting information you can handle. So until then, thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen. You know what to do.